This podcast is a proud member of the CypherCast Network. Discover more at cyphercast.net and follow us on Twitter at cyphercast.net. Welcome to Incantations, an Invisible Sun podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. And we'll be your guides along the path of suns. Today we sing one spell. With Reflecting a Different Truth, we discuss surreal forms of transportation. Join us on the path of suns, and we may uncover a secret or two. When we cast Reflecting a Different Truth, we discuss surreal elements for your Invisible Sun games. In this segment, we discuss surreal transportation. We've had several of these segments uh, and have followed a similar procedure for each. Uh, just, just to remind you, or for those who are relatively new to the podcast, which I don't think we've had this segment since the Cube actually came out. Yeah, hold on. Like, when, when did we last talk about this? I believe the last was Surreal Bars. Huh. And it might have been soon before the release of the actual game. Yeah, I think we talked to, did we talk to Jason? Jason Robinson around then? That sounds like it's about the right time. Yeah, so that might have been like episode 40. And what episode are we on now? We are on episode 69, I believe. <laughs> nice. You just had to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this uh, We could have made something very different surreal, but we'll go with transportation. Oh, man, that's a really interesting idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, with our, our uh, what we tend to do is choose something quite mundane, uh, not necessarily mundane to our world, but possibly so, uh, something very typical of RPGs, and then try to put a surreal twist on it. Uh, our process for doing this is to identify the essence of some element of a story, and then find a way to exaggerate that essence and give it a physical form or a role in the story that plays an amplified version of the essence of the element. Uh, one of our first examples was orcs. And rather than just having orcs run around, uh, like orcs often do in fantasy RPGs, to make a surreal orc, we just decided that their core essence might be uh, raw aggression, and then figured out ways to make that raw aggression either more apparent or uh, have it define the essence of what uh, the orc is in the story, ranging from unrealistically uh, uh, exaggerated um, tusks and other uh, elements that are of the of the orc to make it look like it's super aggressive, uh, to even replacing the physical form of the orc with something that is a, a manifestation of raw aggression itself that becomes the orc in our story, even if it doesn't have the Tolkien-esque or kind of fantasy uh, uh, folklore-esque uh, orc characteristics. So we want to do the same thing for a different, this time more mundane element of a story to show that just about anything in Invisible Sun can be made uh, more surreal, either a little bit or a whole lot. Uh, though I found that the our usual process is more difficult to apply in this case. Uh, I've been racking my brain for a while now to figure out what is the essence of transportation and how can I exaggerate that? And I've got some ideas, uh, but it wasn't as easy as orcs or bars or dragons or libraries or the various other things we've done before. 
Uh, so this time, I also want to talk about reversing the process. And rather than making transportation surreal, uh, making other elements surreal by turning them into transportation. This will make more sense as we go through some examples. But the essence of transportation is so simple that it is hard to exaggerate. Uh, transportation is about moving people or objects from here to there for all values of here to all values of there. Um, so there isn't a lot we can do with that. Um, if we if we sort of melt everything down to its very essence, uh, you can think of teleportation as the as surreal to, in some ways um, and a uh, minimal but also essential view of what transportation is. It is the instantaneous transportation of a person or object from one place to another. It is surreal in the sense that it is this sort of exaggerated essence of transportation in a way that is impossible in our world. But it teleportation by its very nature is not very uh, cinematic, unless you have sort of the Star Trek sort of, uh, you know, beam me down process and machinery. And you can use some of those ideas in Invisible Sun with sort of a mystical or occult spin. Uh, but still, it often may come across as just being teleportation with magical circles rather than with, uh, you know, the, the transporter base. So you, you can't really take the, so you've been finding it difficult to take the concept of transportation and make it more surreal. So do we need to focus on the different modes of transportation and turn those into something surreal? Yes. And so that that's what I've uh, meant by kind of reversing the process. And instead of making transportation surreal, we can make other things surreal by making them transportation. Okay. Things that are not normally transportation uh, or in some ways playing with what we typically think of as transportation uh, and, and exaggerating it to make it surreal. Uh, an obvious so, example is just using different animals than horses, for instance. Well, like a turtle. It could be a turtle. Uh, and again, we could start kind of riffing off of this. Uh, a turtle, if we want to look at the essence of turtle, we can think of it both as protective and as slow. So that already creates a contrast with what we think of as transportation being uh, better if it's fast and worse if it's slow. But we can have forms of turtle-based transportation where being a turtle is important. Being either protected or slow is important. And that can either be because it's a turtle that you actually sit under its shell and the turtle can take you places through, um, you know, the rain, uh, acid rains uh, that are the tears of, um, you know, trapped demons or something along those lines. But being under mm -hmm. their shell, you're protected. Uh, or slow, uh, maybe you have to go somewhere that you can only reach slowly. <laughs> and play again with this notion that we tend to think of transportation as better if it's fast. You can actually make transportation a, a story element that transportation can be better if it's slow. Whether it's just that and like over some over some speed, you don't you aren't able to get to this particular temple you're attempting to visit, or if you go to it. it if you go too fast, you're not likely to notice uh, everything al along the way in the journey. And that's actually part of the key to getting to your location. Uh, you could also play with, you can also play with the idea that 
if you're going to be on this slow transportation on the back of a turtle, I mean, you know, uh, something that shows up here and there is turtles carrying, you know, worlds or cities on their back. Uh, so you could set up a whole, you know, society that you could, you know, have the players running through or, you know, living in for the duration of their of their transportation. Those of you who are listening to the podcast, roughly when we release it, will probably still be in the media uh, saturation bombing that is the advertisements for Mortal Engines. Oh, and yeah, Mortal Engines. These are, uh, apparently it's a post I don't know much about it other than what's in the commercials, a post-apocalyptic setting where, sittings, where cities are now mobile and roaming the destroyed uh, aftermath of the Earth. What You don't necessarily have to take the apocalyptic elements, but the cities rolling across the earth looks a lot like this sort of mythology of uh, this village on the back of a turtle crawling along the earth. And so that sort of imagery actually works pretty well if you want to think about what it means to have slow moving transportation, but possibly transportation of an entire city or village and not just the transportation of a small group or person. Mm -hmm. And that is surreal cool. in its way. Again, it, it takes something that we know like transportation, but it tries to reveal something different about it by changing its form. Uh, whether that's changing our preference for speed, whether that's changing our association of transportation with horses or cars or machines, and instead uses a different animal. These sort of changes draw into question what is essential about transportation, why it is we ever focus so much on horses versus other things. Um, so it, it raises those sorts of questions and creates a dissonance that we're trying to create when we create when we make a surreal element for the game. Uh, we could do another example uh, along the similar lines of a, a, a form of flight. Uh, it's too easy to say moths. Moths are all over the game. Mm -hmm. um, and so in some ways, flying moths are so integral to the art of Invisible Sun that it is either very easy to use, and there's certainly nothing wrong with it. Um, but uh, it's not much of an exercise then because it's just too easy. What would be, um, I guess it's my <laughs> my responsibility, but uh, can you think of a flying animal not usually used for transportation that could be fun to uh, play off with uh, kind of as a surreal form of transportation? So not usually used in the fantastical sense? Yeah, I mean, I could. I, I was thinking maybe bats. That's not unheard of in fantasy stories, but it is unusual. Just like I guess, like uh, turtles in this case. And for bats, you could like what's interesting or what, one of the unique aspects of bats would be this echolocation. And then maybe you have to use bats because they are able to navigate a deep form of darkness, a magical darkness that cannot be penetrated by any form of light. And so you need a a, a form of transportation that can navigate without. Uh, any form of sight. Uh, um, how about uh, perhaps under the green sun in order to navigate through this densely populated, well, this densely packed forest, uh, you have something like a flying squirrel. <laughs> I love that. That <laughs> Okay. You, we need an entire society of flying squirrels, the Rick Chuck Chuck uh, from various stories, uh, but these are flying squirrels. Um, and then, and then they almost like tandem, uh, they tandem fly like a like a tandem uh, uh, parachute. Mm -hmm. That could be a lot of fun. Uh, I was thinking if you want to go even more surreal in the sense of just you know bizarre, un, not normally associated with transportation, 
think about all the plants in the green that might uh, germinate with seed pods that are thrown up into the air. Uh, scale those up to impossible sizes that would never work in our physics. But there might be somewhere that the, you can either only locate or only travel to if you are hitching a ride on one of those floating seed pods. Oh, yeah. Giant helicopters. Right. Uh, except you can't build them for whatever reason. You just have to use the ones that are created in the, in the absurdly large world tree. Uh, I'm going to have to write this down because my my players are going to be going to the green sun before too long. The green, I really like the green sun for the potential for this sort of surreal um, uh, process because you it is associated so closely with nature. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do is take something from nature that can substitute for the surreal element. So whether it's, you know, nature doesn't have all that many forms of transportation, except for the animals we tend to associate with it. But if you take other processes that are mobile, suddenly all of them become surreal forms of transportation. Well, here's something that's not mobile, but, um, you know, an underground network of fungi. Yes. Uh, I played a lot with, with fungi in my uh, playtest campaign. Um, and mm -hmm. we did a form of teleportation using the fungi network. Yeah. That's, uh, I was thinking like, oh, it would work a little bit like a subway. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, if you, uh, I guess, teleport your essence through the, the fungal network, that's, a, that's another way of getting there. Yeah, I even just, uh, to make this more, uh, I don't know, rich as a world, one of the things I did is did research on the, the various parts of fungi, like the actual molecular, not molecular, I guess, cellular components of fungi, mm -hmm. and had both factions named after some of them. But also there are names for the different structures in fungi that are used either for support or for transportation through the cellular structure of the fungi. And you could use that as sort of a name for your uh, network just to give it a, just enough touch of reality. But because it's being repurposed for transportation, it's surreal. When you, when you say the, the transportation of the fungus, you mean like the, like how it moves nutrients around? Yes. I mean like literally the inter and intracellular transportation of nutrients, yeah, okay. waste products and the like. All right. So uh, what are some of those names? Do you, do you remember? I do not remember. Um, I, I remember uh, some of the names, for, but I don't remember which is for which. We had the hypha, and we had Koino, which was, was the name of one of the types of fungus that also became mm -hmm. an NPC. But because they're, you know, it, it's a fungus with sort of a hive mind, I just had multiple people all named Koino. Cool. Um, so they lost Koino, and they really missed Koino. But then Koino came to to help them. <laughs> and uh, it, it worked out really well. And fungus worked as surreal. We've, we had a segment on this a while back as a, as a front, I think. Um, it worked well yeah. because I noticed in the description of the forte talks to everything or converses with everything, which is mm -hmm. one of the more popular uh, fortes. You can specialize in either plants or animals. And I was like, well, that doesn't describe everything. Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's either uh, or plants, animals, or objects, I think. And I was like, but plants, animals, and objects doesn't describe everything. Uh, it doesn't include, you know, in this case, fungus. Like, well, let me play with that. That gives me something to, to use that's sort of outside the bounds of the forte. And I had a, a PC with converses with everything. Uh, like, well, you know, this, this creates the natural material for a character arc. They could be the first um, vislay that creates communication or builds a, 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 a relationship with and begins to communicate with uh, 
a fungus-based creature rather than a plant, an animal, or an object. Uh, one of the other characters decided as a character arc that she wanted to discover the lost language of the fungi. So it just all kind of came together uh, out of this inspiration, just noticing what was missing in that particular forte. So once your once your characters had started talking to the mushrooms, did they find out that they were a real fun guy? <sighs> that's that's pun number two. I, I don't know. Just I don't know if the episode number is a pun, but I'll just say no. That wasn't a pun. That was just a joke about sixty nine being a good number. <laughs> yes, it's it's at least bad joke number two. Yeah, bad so joke. We, okay. We're, we are we are you're running low on our strategic bad joke reserves. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we've gotten pretty far away from from transportation, but well, um, you know, I, okay, we had the underground mushroom subway network. Yes. And really, this is still a, a useful exercise, not just about transportation, which we did, I think, talk about sufficiently, but to illustrate the process of making something surreal often is a process of just sort of iterating on concepts and saying, oh, this, uh, this part of the story, like a, you know, a carriage is, w w in a normal story needs to be made surreal. So let's find its essence and twist it. And then let's twist it and then let's twist it. And eventually you might get pretty far away and you come, may come up with ideas that are just too far away from transportation, but they inspire other forms of twists and connections uh, to elements of the story. And, and that is what you're hoping for when you're developing new elements for your invisible sun game to find these connections, to, to inspire ideas by taking what is given to us both in our world and in our more traditional fiction, and then just twisting it to see uh, what is neglected uh, and what we can explore outside of those traditional boundaries. This ends our walk. Maybe you discovered something today. Maybe you need to look closer. The music was titled Beyond from Wes Otis and Plate Mail Games. It is available from DriveThruRPG. Invisible Sun is the intellectual property of Monty Cook Games. You can find a link to their website in the show notes. You can find our blog at incantationspodcast.blogspot.com or email us at incantationspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at Agonseer, that's at A-G-O-N-S-E-E-R, on Twitter. And you can find me at Tex underscore Red on Twitter. So please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes uh, or whichever uh, podcast app you are using. Uh, it really helps us out. Uh, we also like seeing ratings and reviews, whether they're good or bad. Uh, or else just tell a friend about the show. That's another great way to get the word out and ha help people find us.